Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, for another uh, journey into the wonderful world of aquariums. You know, I often think back on when I started off in the hobby and, and the, the fun, the wonder that, uh, that came with it and um, the journey that I took. And, and it all started at the local fish store. And I think there is something truly wonderful about the local fish store. I mean, don't you think there's something wonderful about that immersive experience of going to your local fish store? A few weeks back, I was driving through an area where a tropical fish store was in operation for many years. And it was one that I used to go to when I was a kid. And being in a sort of a sentimental mood and having a growing interest in setting up another aquarium in my office, I decided to drop in and see what was happening in the old shop. Now, at first, you think, why is this owner of an internet-based specialty aquarium product company dropping into a local fish store? He can get anything he wants, whatever. And it's an easy question to answer because I'm a hobbyist. And as a hobbyist, there's few better places in the world to go than the local fish store. It's one of the best things we can do. And I wasn't disappointed. I seldom am. Yet, in this postmodern internet-enabled hobby world, it seems that the venerable local fish store is under constant attack. Online vendors like us, hobbyists, garage-based startups, group buys, eBay, Amazon, Craigslist, and even frag swaps and club auctions are just a few of the challenges facing these brick-and-mortar fish stores. It challenges their very existence. These guys get it from all directions. Our hobby changes constantly and quickly. What was hot three months ago is yesterday's news. Trends and shifts in the interest happen so quickly in this internet-based world that the local fish store barely has time to source that hot new item and get it into their inventory before it fades into memory. You know, and add to this the fact that many dialed-in hobbyists seem to enjoy bashing the, you know, the guy at the local fish store, and you've got a big-time assault on one of the hobby's most endearing institutions. Why is this so? What created this unfair stereotype? Does being active in a forum or buying only online make you somehow cooler? Does everyone who works for an online vendor have some special instant cred because they have a fancy logo at an email address? Wait, don't answer that. No, but seriously, who gives? What gives? I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think it's time to rethink the much maligned local fish store and take a look at what it does so very well. Believe it or not, the local fish store has significant advantages over many other forms of aquatic businesses. First, think about convenience. For most hobbyists, the local fish store is a convenient, close, quick place to go, especially if you don't know what you want. If you need a pack of frozen food, a replacement filter cartridge, or a length of tubing, you can get it the same day. No worries about shipping, lost packages, weekend delivery delays, and you have the chance to check out some cool livestock while you're there too. Sure, you can do that online. I mean, I hope you do, but there's nothing like seeing that hot new pleco swimming right in front of your face, is there? Sure, the local fish store will not have every single item that you see online, but neither do most of the online places. You'll need to do some legwork to find the more exotic stuff. And guess what? Most local fish store owners will try to source those specialty items for you if they can. Remember, the local fish store owner has a different overhead situation, uh, different expenses to cover, and his or her business model is quite different than that online business. That trendy LED light or ultra-hot protein skimmer that's all the rage on the forums will sit on the shelf of the local fish stores for months before it's sold. So you're more likely to see more well-established products with broader appeal at the local fish store. Notice I said broader appeal. The local fish store, by virtue of what it is, has to cater to a far wider variety of customers than your typical e-commerce business, which with less overhead and the wonder of drop shipping can typically offer more obscure products that much more easily. And for example, even a business like ours where you know, we carry our own inventory, but we're very, very specialized. I couldn't have a complete brick and mortar store 
based just on selling leaves and botanicals and so forth. It's, it would be very challenging. It could be done, but it's challenging. I mean, yeah, it would be awesome to have a shop that sells just leaves or a pistogramma or whatever, but I just don't see that as a viable business model. So it's just unfair to expect the same from the local fish store that we do of online vendors. They sell what works because they have to. And you know what? There's room for both of us in this hobby. And you know what else? The really great stores will order that obscure skimmer or pump for you, and you'll have it in three days, just like you would if you purchased it online. You just need to ask. In my travels, I've met many really cool local fish store owners and visited some amazing stores. The great ones are always run by really passionate, committed, and really knowledgeable people, and they're clean, well-stocked, and generally thoughtfully configured. The really great ones become what I call destination stores, you know, businesses you'll gladly drive an hour or more to visit or schedule a layover on a trip to see or take every out-of-town fish geek that visits you to. There's plenty of them out there also. Common knock on the local fish store is the, the classic, the stereotype of the ignorant employee. Hobbyists on forums just love to share stories of the local fish store, you know, employee that sold that uh, elegance coral to a, hobby, a hobbyist as an anemone or the one who sent the beginner home with a nano cube, two baby Oscars and a sprig of Bucephalandra at the same time. I mean, let's be honest here, ignorant fish people are not limited to the local fish store. After perusing forums and message boards for decades and visiting online vendors and so forth, I've seen a lot of absurd advice and a lot more stupidity online than I ever have seen in a local fish store. And quite honestly, some of the stupidity is from hobbyists who should know better and simply respond almost reflexively to any article or blog or post or whatever, proffering their advice that, you know, that they have just picked up from reading the article minutes before. And as a rather prolific blogger myself, I see this often. It's kind of funny. It's actually sad, but it's kind of funny. Now, some online vendors, and I'll be frank here because I've never been one to hold back, right, are some of the stupidest hobby people I've ever met. It's really prevalent in the reef side of the hobby more than anything because someone can buy a cheap coral from Indo, hack it into a few pieces, you know, color shift a pick via Photoshop and sell it on a hobby forum under some trendy, stupid name at an obscene price very quickly. And that doesn't make them more qualified to dispense hobby advice. Trust me, I saw that a lot back in my days as a coral vendor. In fact, I'd sometimes take the advice I'd hear from a 17-year-old passionate, you know, fish geek or cichlid fanatic or whatever working behind the counter at the local fish store a lot faster than I would behind, you know, from some expert that's hiding behind the keyboard at a coral chop shop or whatever. At least the 17-year-old is physically working with fish and corals daily. And his work, good and bad, is obvious to everyone who sees. He's not hiding behind a URL or a logo. Okay, yeah, I just bashed my own industry sector. Is nothing sacred here? No, it isn't, actually. It's important. We have to think about these things. We have to be frank with ourselves instead of sugarcoat everything like every other freaking blog does. You're not going to get that from me. I would be screwing you and lying to you if I wasn't honest. Advice from any source in this hobby, even me, should always be taken with a grain of salt. Whether you're buying leaves online or buying, you know, whatever at the local fish store down the street, you know, caveat emptor applies. The ultimate responsibility for bad decisions is that of the hobbyist. That's you. That's me. A little reading, a little talking to more experienced people before making the purchase will go a long way towards greater success. There's so much out there that is simply no, there's no excuse for just, you know, taking any one person's word as the gospel and jumping in you know read more than the simple product description or the summary or the headline on a blog even on mine nothing makes me feel worse than when somebody says 
you know, what do I put in my beta tank? It's like, dude, look on my website. I have an entire section. If you take the two seconds, there's actually a pull down that says four betas. You have to research this, people. Resources are here, not just by me, but by so many thousands of people in the hobby and industry. There's just no excuse for being lazy anymore. It just isn't. So read, talk, experience. The local fish store is a breeding ground for hobby and industry talent. It's not a place that we have to bash all the time. Many great hobby movers and shakers got their start at the local fish store. I can vividly recall at my local fish store, the first time I ever saw captive bred cardinal fish many, many years ago at my local fish store. And the enthusiastic, you know, punked out teenage guy that was proudly pointing to them to me and, you know, lovingly showing me how he fed them with a pipette and so forth was so stoked. And I never forgot that. It was an amazing accomplishment for this kid. And this kid was just stoked as hell. I never forgot his enthusiasm. And neither did he. And it turns out his name is a guy you might want to Google named Dustin Dorton. He's the head of a, a little aquatic business down in Florida called ORA, Oceans, Reefs, and Aquariums. One of the absolute pioneering and arguably the premier coral and marine fish propagator in the world. So this guy, that little little punked out kid with earrings and tattoos, turned out to be one of the great innovators in our hobby. You don't know. And he'll be the first to tell you that it all started at the local fish store where he gained all that experience that you just can't gain through other avenues. So who knows what other you know future hobby superstars are out there right now netting your neon tetras while experimenting with the next great hobby breakthrough in the back room. Let's face it, even in this Facebook-optimized, Twitter-enabled, Instagram-powered world, there's no substitute for face-to-face interaction with other fish geeks. This idea of 140 characters or 280 or whatever it is now, being able to communicate all that you need to know to make a buying decision is just stupid. There, I said it again. I think some of the social media platforms that we embrace, and yeah, I embrace them wholeheartedly, and you know, the ones that we hold up as a better way to reach consumers are, well, not always the best way to interact. They're amazing tools for online businesses and calculably valuable. Yet there is something about face-to-face that's always best, right? And really, to play devil's advocate for just a second, if I may, who's stupid enough to make a buying decision based purely on an Instagram pic from someone you never heard of? Okay, don't answer that. But seriously, you know, are today's consumers too dumb, too busy, or too important to read more than a few words about something they supposedly love? I think not. So what's wrong with a conversation with a local fish store employee before you buy? Or is it better to dumb down the message? Who's this benevolent, apparently godlike patron of the marketing world who decided that consumers don't actually understand what they're purchasing? I mean, really? Calm down, Feldman, calm down. But it's important. The local fish store is, and hopefully always will be, a watering hole for the local hobbyists. It's a place to swap stories, exchange experiences, often get wisdom to, that you can get from you know experienced people and it keeps the love and the lore of this hobby alive when you're at the local fish store you're among friends it's our tribe you can't always get that from a keyboard and a monitor i mean we do our best and there's a huge value in fostering an online community especially for those who don't have a local fish store to go to that's something that we've tried to do here is foster a community where you're comfortable interacting and, and talking But for those of us who do have access to a local fish store, there's something wonderful about that crowded, musty-smelling place, isn't there? It's like, you belong. It's one of the delightful intangibles that a local fish store can offer in a way that no other hobby source can. So, again, hobbyists need to stop trashing the, the institution of the local fish store. Enough! And finally, there's the wonder. I remember seeing my first sea anemone at the fish store when I was a kid, and I never forgot that thrill. 
I remember seeing my first living pair of discus with fry. I mean, it seems like every time I visit my local fish store, there's some kid just like me with his face pressed up against the glass as he's, you know, squealing with excitement at seeing a real Nemo for the first time. Those little sights are wonderful and transformative for kids. I still enjoy seeing fish that I've only read about right there in front of me. Just because I'm in the industry, I have a reasonably successful company and I get to travel around and lecture and write and all this stuff doesn't mean I've seen it all. For most hobbyists, their first brush with you know, the wonders of aquatic life in general was the local fish store, and it launched a passion that changed the direction of their lives. And I still get excited when I go to my local fish store. Yep, I do. Always have, always will. I don't think the local fish store needs saving, really. It needs the adulation it deserves as the most venerable of hobby institutions. For these reasons, and for hundreds more that I didn't even think to touch on, the local fish store must and will endure. Support your local fish store, encourage it, and participate in the culture that it perpetuates, just like you do on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Think about the many benefits that the local fish store offers and think about what it'll mean to our children to have this precious hobby resource and to the generations of children as yet unborn. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Long live the local fish store. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman saying, stay supportive, stay loyal, stay enthusiastic, stay engaged, and always, always, always stay wet. Till next time, may your tank stay tinted, clean, and may your passion stay hot. Enjoy this hobby. We'll talk to you soon.